0: Right now, we'll go to the hotline and welcome to the show. This is an author named Sean Naylor. He's got a book called Relentless Strike, The Secret History of Joint Special Operations Command. Sean, how are you, sir? I am well, thank you. Uh, in, in, the, uh, in the book, you talk about, uh, they always say like secret parts of the military. They're not so secret, are they? Everybody seems to always know about them.
1: Well, uh, what, I, what I would describe it as is, is that the American people tend to see the tips of the iceberg of Joint Special Operations Command. So they see the, uh, the, the raid on bin Laden, they learn about that, they maybe learn about uh, the capture of Saddam Hussein... Or the the killing of, uh, of Uday and Kuzai Hussein, Saddam Hussein's son, Right. Um, some of the uh, you know the the high profile hostage rescues, such as uh, Captain Phillips from uh, Somali pirates. But they don't see the rest of the iceberg, and what my book tries to do is is describe that iceberg for them.
0: Yeah, and and are these things that Americans probably don't want to know, these uh, some of these. Activities that go on that we always accuse other countries of doing, but we find out that we're probably doing worse things ourselves?
1: Yeah, I'm not quite sure whether I'd describe them as, as worse things. Um, uh, you know, the book describes a lot of fairly uh, extraordinary actions, extraordinary in a positive sense, by uh, by. By U.S. service men and women, um, so I wouldn't say that uh, you know that that these are things for the most part that Americans wouldn't want to know. And obviously, you know, some people are buying the book, so they do want to know them.
0: Yeah, I I, I find that we do want to know, um, but uh, but it's hard. Americans want to, uh, we always want a, a sweet ending to the story. We want to hear about the good stuff, yeah. not the bad stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, like we, we'll find out about it afterwards and be fine with it. Right. But at the end, like like I I. When I see movies like Zero Dark Thirty, which we were talking about earlier when I said you'd be on the show, I enjoyed seeing what that looked like it It felt like I was there, even though uh, it 's a Hollywood description of what actually happened so i don 't know how close it was to reality, but I enjoyed seeing that
1: yeah well i mean the my book in uh, in a way tries to be a, a you know a factual uh, uh, literary version of uh, you know of of those sorts of uh, events, and of course it's a, you talk about learning about it afterwards. But the book is a history of an organisation that was formed in 1980. So uh, a lot of the book really you know really is history. It's not uh, it's it's not a book about uh you know events that have yet to happen or events that are happening right now it's, it's a book about uh what's happened since 1980 and particularly since since 9 11 which was now uh you know more than 14 years ago
0: what was the what was the uh, catalyst to to really get it going in the in 80 was it the uh was the hostage situation
1: Yes, it was. It was the failure of of Operation Eagle Claw, which was the uh, the effort to rescue the U.S. hostages in in Tehran, and that that uh, operation had been conducted by a uh, you know by an ad hoc task force that was comprised of units that weren't used to uh, working together, um, and the failure was such a, a blow to to American prestige, and obviously lives lives were lost. Um that uh, to minimize the risks of a, of a repeat, the the Pentagon decided it needed a permanent counter-terrorist joint task force to run missions like that from from then on and and it established joint special operations command as as that force.
0: And what was the first big, successful uh, mission after that that we were like, okay, now we've now we've got the right team.
1: I would say it took it took some time. If you're talking about a big, big mission, probably. Uh, 1989's uh, invasion of Panama, which uh, ironically wasn't the sort of mission that that JSOC was formed for. It was formed for sort of hostage rescues and and more discreet sort of counterterrorism actions. And and it found itself uh, for the second time in its history after Grenada in 1983, sort of spearheading the invasion of a small country. Um, but but 1989, uh, wh- whereas whereas the Grenada invasion was was something of a fiasco, although it, it you know it ended up as a as a military success. Uh, the invasion of, of Panama and JSOC's role in that was uh, was really top notch.
0: And that's okay. So 89 is the year I graduated from high school, and that's that is what my Feeling about the uh, government is that we can do that. That that was the that, that we can go in and take over a small country. That's why I was always surprised when they tried to tell us we couldn't find Bin Laden or we couldn't do this because you know we we definitely can do that those sort of things.
1: Well, it, it's it, it, certainly we ended up finding Osama Bin Laden. But
0: you know uh, we probably uh, knew where he was for a, a while before we went in there. I mean we had to know for some time that he was in Pakistan
1: yeah but pakistan's a big a big country <laughs> so, uh, that's uh, that's i'm not sure that counts as finding it. Right. Um, and, and uh, you know i think what what uh, what jsoc uh, demonstrates is that uh, yes the 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 u.s military and therefore the you know the u.s uh the the, the u.s people who, who fund it and 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 whose sons and daughters uh, uh, Phil, Phil JsOC uh, are capable of um, you know extraordinary achievements when when resources uh, are are put towards uh, achieving those things um, but but at the same time there are l- limits to what you can expect, uh, you know, a single organization that's essentially a tactical organization, uh, you know, can achieve it. It's unlikely to win a war all on its own.
0: And what? And what is the next mission? What do you? What do you hear that the next thing that uh, that you think that they're going to be used for?
1: Well, I mean, the, the JSOC is currently leading the effort. I w- I would argue against the Islamic State, right? Um, and and the. Uh, uh, the sort of the rump al- al-Qaeda organization known as the Khorasan Group in uh, in Iraq and, and Syria. Um, and they are working closely with the Central Intelligence Agency. JSOC has its own fleet of drones. And so when you hear about a senior al-Qaeda figure getting uh, hit, killed by a, by a drone strike in, in, in Syria uh, that's probably a, a, a JSOC operation
0: and uh, see that's, that's the, the fantastic thing but there's no, there's no place uh, in, in ISIS or in Al Qaeda where we can just there's no uh, physical geography where we can go in and take over that's the problem too spread out so all we could do is really go in there and, and gather information and take those strikes when necessary which has been happening uh, in the last couple of months
1: Yes. Yeah. No. That's 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 right. There've been the you know the Al Qaeda's. Uh, I beg your pardon. Uh, the Islamic State's uh, number two was yeah. uh, was was taken out recently in a in a JSOC strike, um, and uh, and several other sort of mid level folks. And of, of course there have been there was uh, uh, the raid on uh, uh, Abu Sayyaf's uh, compound in uh, uh, in Iraq. That I beg your pardon. in, in Syria that. Uh, that was a, 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 you know, involved actual helicopters and, and operators, sort of the classic special operations sort of raid to, uh, uh, that ended up killing a, a fairly senior uh, Islamic State figure. So, you know, they're, they're, they're heavily, heavily involved uh, there's a you know there's a task force that's headquartered in Iraqi Kurdistan, a JSOC task force that's uh, that's in charge of those efforts.
0: This we've always had a fascination, certainly in Hollywood, with this Delta Force movies and things along those lines. Uh, this is John Naylor. The book is called The Secret History of Joint Special Operations Command: Relentless Strike. Uh, is SEAL Team Six, the most effective uh, group that we have out there.
1: Uh, that's that's a subject uh, of a lot of debate. They they are certainly uh, now the better known uh, special mission unit. Right. Um, But I would, uh, it would be, uh, I I am not going to put my neck on the chopping block, (laughs) literally, to say, oh, this this special mission unit is better than that special mission unit. Uh, uh, Delta Force recently has tended to keep its successes under uh, slightly tighter wraps. uh, and it's it's had it's had some uh, some successes too in in libya um and as i was just saying in uh, in in uh, in iraq and syria um so that you know i think the country is lucky to have two uh, extraordinary organizations like that uh, you know both working for json
0: you never you're right you would never hear the uh, delta force guys if they're involved in a mission you don't really hear about that that's more of a of a Hollywood sort of thing, where SEAL Team 6 have become the celebrities now since the Bin Laden thing, and the guy, you know, coming out of, uh, out of hiding because those guys are supposed to remain somewhat nameless. And, I've, and I, I mean, you, know, you see movies about the, the Rangers, but the 75th Ranger Regiment, uh, you have them here as equal to the other two, and you never hear about them either
1: yeah i mean uh, the the 75th ranger regiment which was formed uh, as a, as a sort of an elite light infantry airborne infantry organization and since 911 has started to take on um, more of the characteristics and and more of the sorts of missions that uh that special mission units like Delta and SEAL Team Six uh, do in in the in the old days, the Rangers were sort of the outer ring of security, or the the sort of the the firepower, some of the firepower and the muscle for missions that were centered around uh, Delta. And now, now they're conducting a lot of those missions on their own.
0: When you since nine eleven, now we haven't had any uh, major hijackings. Certainly not here in in the United States. Would you attribute that to uh, the security that we have in this country now, or is that just too too easy? We're too expecting that.
1: Well, um, I think it's partly the the security that's 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 put in place, and I think it's also the fact that uh, it's easier to plan those uh, missions when you have a secure safe haven and you're not constantly having to, to move or stay off uh, your communication systems because the CIA and JSOC are on your case 24-7. Yeah. Um, and I also think that, that, and I think that's particularly the case with Al-Qaeda, um, uh, which, is, which the United States has, has really kept on the back foot uh, in terms of its sort of long-term planning for those sorts of terrorist missions over the last several years, while the Islamic State has been more focused on creating its own Caliphate, as it calls it, um, in uh, in the Middle East, right. rather than rather than you know uh, terrorist operations in in the U.S. homeland.
0: Oh well, they're successful in that. They're building their they're building their own territory over there, and it's going to end up only uh, growing larger. Uh, Sean, thank you. The book is called The Secret History of Joint Special Operations Command J.S.O.C. Relentless Strike is the book. Sean Naylor is the author. Pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. It's it's been fun. Thank you, it. sir. There you go. That's very interesting. You hear about all those. Uh, um, Delta Force and SEAL yeah. Team 6 and, and the Rangers yeah it was always I mean I, I gotta relate it all to Hollywood it's always the Chuck Norris movies and yeah. I yeah, Green Lee Beret Martin, yeah, yeah Green Berets. that's Rambo right was the black Green Beret they're the the, uh, the guys who go in and diffuse those sort of situations they're the ones they're the ones so when the local law enforcement are there they're the ones that show up a half hour later with black suits on and go we got this you guys can go home mm-hmm. and they get in the place and before you know at 30 seconds and Captain Phillips, the very end of Captain Phillips, where they where they finally get the lock on shots and take all the ter- the terrorist uh, kidnappers out is fantastic. And the, the coolest thing is the guy who plays the military leader in that is so calm the whole way through until he finally gives a command to fire and they all fire. And then they just go back to being normal. They don't even really? celebrate it. They don't. They're not like we're awesome. They're like <laughs> we're out. See you guys tomorrow. Damn. I could never be that cool. I'd be like we did it. We <laughs> saved him. Uh, Patrick Wilson played a great uh, one of those kind of guys. His Lynch in uh, the A team movie. Yeah, he was the uh, the Blackwater guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. The book again, Relentless Strike from uh, uh, Sean Naylor. That was good. He was yeah. uh, a, a good guest.